Young Entertainment Professionals. Young Entertainment Professionals. You're listening to the Young Entertainment Professionals Podcast, a series featuring the people cultivating the entertainment industry and how they discovered their career path with the help of Yep Nashville. I'm your host, Libby Olerich, and today we are talking about a huge part in the income of a touring artist, merchandise, your favorite t-shirt, vinyl, or other memorandum from the best live show you've ever been to, helps the artist and band members thrive in doing what they love. From a design standpoint, um, finding things that connect with you. If you need help with inspiration, go to the mall, like get online and go to your favorite stores and that you like purchasing from that you feel like you connect with that are a representation of your brand and find things offline, save pictures, get on Pinterest, whatever it is, um, and say, hey, like here are some of my ideas. How can you help me create this song or my logo into something that translates into this style that I appreciate and that I feel represents me well? Here to share more about this topic is Mallory Birdsong, Senior Account Manager at Future Shirts. We talk about conceptualizing the vision for an artist's merch selection dependent on their brand, budget, fan engagement goals, all according to the company model. She tells us how she got her start in artist merchandising and working with Aaron Watson, Luke Holmes, and other music creators within multiple genres to design unique products. Future Shirts also offers tour support like sales displays, accounting and shipping needs, as well as e-commerce, marketing, and other digital services. Visit futureshirts.co to learn more and where to find them on social media. Mallory and her team have been so much fun to work with on Yep Events, and I'm excited to finally have her on the series. Now to our conversation with Mallory Birdsong. How are you? Hey, girl. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Of course. Glad to have you. Um, For those of y'all, obviously, everyone listening to this, you can't see your shirt, but it says, we should be friends. (laughs) It's Which, a Miranda Lambert uh, sweatshirt that I'm obsessed with Miranda, and this is a shirt we did for her a couple oh, years ago. Yeah, is it still? Can it still be purchased? I don't you know. Think, I don't think it's on our line anymore. Oh, I love maybe it, online. Yeah. I'll, I can check her web store. Yeah, we did it like two years ago, and as you can tell, I've literally worn the heck out of it. So, <laughs> and it's freezing today in Nashville. It is so, freezing. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's freezing. I want to start out talking about your particular career journey. Um, yeah. We've talked about artist merchandising before, but um, I want to get into how you got into event management first and what led you into merchandising. Yes. So um, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, and went to Texas Tech, Um, graduated with a hospitality degree and went into corporate event planning um, for a couple of years out of school. Um, Loved it. It was a huge passion of mine and I just kind of got burnt out. It was long, long, long hours Um, not paid great, um, but an amazing experience. I got to work some really, really cool stuff back home. And, um, from there I was kind of always loving the booking and live music side of getting to incorporate those into the events that we were doing. Um, and I always wanted to kind of work in music, but the music business program at tech was not as strong as maybe you would see obviously at Belmont or MTSU or Georgia or something like that. So, um, for me, I had a friend back home that was, um, working for a merch company in Dallas and for like a year, no joke. I begged her. (laughs) I was like, are y'all hiring? Are y'all hiring? Are y'all hiring? And then one day she called and was like, I just put in my two weeks. Do you want to come work here? And I was like, yes. So I started there in, oh gosh, 2012 
And then I moved, I was there for a couple of years working with the Texas country music scene, um, very heavy into like the rodeos and venues in the Texas red dirt market and um, was enjoying that and kind of started realizing that I wanted to move out of Dallas. I would born and raised and kind of wanted to go do something different. So um, was looking at different companies in Nashville and a friend of mine who was also a client was working with Future Shirts as well. And he said, hey, they need sales reps. They're growing. Um, you should check them out. So I did. And I was here within a month. It was pretty wild. Um, I feel like I've been very fortunate in kind of these connections that just pop up. And it's one of those things where um, it was like the right opportunity at the right time. And it created a Amazing job for me here at Future Shirts, and I've been here for four years last month, which is oh pretty wild. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was just going to say really quickly that um, I always feel like that's how it happens is you get this gut sense of like, I need change. Yes. And then all of a sudden it yes. drops. Yes. It was in your lap like that. It was pretty, pretty crazy. It was like all of a sudden I, I was looking in between moving to Austin or Nashville and I had kind of that summer already been really heavy into wanting to move to Nashville because I just saw that there was a lot of opportunity there. Mm -hmm. And obviously with the music business being as strong as it is here, um, I just took that leap and I moved to town knowing two people and it has forever changed my life. I have an incredible group of friends and network here. I met my husband and it's been a lot of fun. Yes. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, okay. So let's talk about your role in particular. Um, I just, I love how much you know about the creative side, yes. but also the sales side that an artist needs to be aware of and why merch is so important Absolutely, um, and why it should be valued in the industry as, as, as a, um, as a source of income. Yes. So can you absolutely. talk about your day to day first? Sure. So, um, I originally started as an assistant and have worked my way up um, to a senior account manager. So I've kind of seen a different um, projection, I guess. Um, but on the day-to-day -day now, I work really heavy with management or the artists themselves and help create that segue within our internal teams, um, whether that's our artist, our production team, tour, e-com, and marketing. But on the day-to-day, -day, I'm doing a lot of creative. I'm doing a lot of um, sourcing of new music that's coming out, um, finding new ways um, that are, you know, whether it's in trends going on, new colors that are coming out, finding a projection normally about two or three seasons ahead because you're always trying to stay with the trends, right? And so for me, it's kind of a lot of that heavy creative um, and staying on top of what the artist or client is doing in that capacity. So um, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of logistical management internally. It's um, once obviously an order is placed, there's a lot of heavy details that go into each step. So it's a lot of <laughs> that. It's, it's kind of yeah. full circle, lots of steps, um, but it's a lot of fun. Speaking of trends, what are some trends right now that you're seeing in uh, artist apparel? So it again, it kind of goes back to whatever the genre is. Um, my client base is very country or Christian heavy. And so with that, it's um, you're seeing a lot of camo. You're seeing a lot of um, pastels. You're seeing a lot of like mauves and pinks. Kind of the same thing that you see in the malls is where a lot of artist merchandise follows. Um, you're wanting to create designs that are something that if you walked into a store, whether it's 
Bass Pro Shops or Nordstrom's that your product is in line with whatever your kind of vision and um, fan base is based around your customer base. So finding those and being ahead of it is really, really important. Obviously, you're working with, um, you see like the pop country artists that are like probably lend themselves more to an urban outfitters type look, right? Like you, you see those types of um, in-store trends also working on designs for the artist depending on what their genre is. Walk through a little bit of the creative process that goes into serving a client. So they come to you and they say, hey, we have this promotion going on for this song or this album. Mm -hmm. We would like A, B, C, D, et cetera. So for me, and I think everybody's a little bit different, um, but for me, a lot of it is listening to the music. It's very important to kind of take their song and develop it into a tangible product, right? So you're trying to find these like keywords, key phrases um, that are specific to them, taking that concept and making it their own. So by the time we get a song or an artist, right, they're already on, they've already kind of developed the music side of things. So taking their specific um like background, right? Like if they're from a certain area of the country and working those types of, I like to call them like their details, I guess, like their established (laughs) years or where they're from and working those into it because that's what the fan connects with, right? Um, When you get to a, obviously a national touring scale, you have to consider your demographics to be much wider. So paying attention to the growth of the artist and taking um, that specific, you know, look that they have and then translating it into the creative for the fan to want to purchase and buy. So, And um, you've talked to before about geography, what someone in the Pacific Northwest would wear versus someone that's in New York or who lives in Nashville. Yes. Um, What does that look like? So I just, um, this was a really interesting thing for me. Luke comes as a client of mine and I've been very fortunate to, Luke was actually one of my first Nashville clients in 2015, which was amazing because obviously his career has been one in a million, right? Um, But his fan base and his demographic has changed significantly since the very beginning. Um, Obviously, we're working with um, designs where, you know, you've got your country, you've got your hillbilly skull looks and all those kind of things, but we're also working with the trends of camo and trying to bring in this demographic that if he's on the East Coast all the way to the West Coast, in 12 pieces, we have to cater to a very large audience. So I was recently out in L.A. Um, for his shows at the Greek Theater, and uh, which was crazy because it was my first time. But um, it was wonderful to see the fan base there purchasing items off of his tour line that are not the top sellers on the East Coast or in, um, you know, the Midwest, right? So they were buying the camo flat bill and kind of more of like the trendier pieces. But it's not to say that they don't work well across the board, but it was really interesting to see that that more fashion trendy side of the country was purchasing those. But it's really important that when you're working with that large of a demographic, you have something that every fan has the opportunity to purchase. So um, paying attention again to the trends, to what the fan base is, seeing what they're saying on social media, what they're connecting with, and always being very on top of what you can offer. So yeah, that's kind of one way to do it. Um, And so kind of going off of that, um, what do you think is the most important part about the fan experience of walking to a merch table, Mm -hmm. picking up a shirt, 
of their favorite artist. Yes. Um, and of course you have online stores and that sort of thing, but there's something about just going up to the merch table at your favorite show. Absolutely. Getting excited about the songs you're going to hear and picking up a t-shirt to take home with you. What is, what does that mean to you? So for, for me, it's, it really is going out to the shows and seeing what those fans like. And we have, in some cases, clients have a merch manager that's constantly at the merch table and sometimes it's the band after the show so I think it's really important from the beginning that you're paying attention to what they're saying what they're asking for what they're picking out and then working your line around that so it's an instant uh, gratification for them to be able to walk up and wear your product right so it's a brand it's your brand and you need to be able to connect with that so for me I'm obviously um on the back side of it, yeah. but it's really important to get out there and um, see what they're connecting with and paying attention to whether they, you know, some people will be like, oh, do you have that in purple? Like, no, we don't have it in purple. But if, you know, if enough people are asking about it, I get that information from the artist, from the merch manager, whoever's on site. And I love getting that feedback because if enough people are asking for flat bills, then you need to have a flat bill on the line or a trucker hat or whatever. If it's, you know, a hoodie in a specific type of garment or something like that. So um, for me, the experience is making sure that you are creating something that they are proud to spend their money on because yes, they've bought the tickets and yes, they've bought beers or 12 or however many, but, um, they're taking that home and they're going to wear it with pride. And they're going to say, Hey, like I was at the show, I'm wearing this because I am a fan, but also I'm proud that I spent my money on this product. No different than if you were to walk into a store at the mall or something. So it's pretty cool. Is there a piece of merch that you personally have identified with that feeling before? Like something that you own that so um, <laughs> actually it's funny this this sweatshirt's probably one of them. Um I love that it's it says we should be friends just cuz um Miranda's logo is on the back neck. Um but with this piece specifically, you see the design and it looks like something that you could buy in the mall. It's a talking piece. Um which was funny cuz you just asked about that. But I'm a big poster person. I love collecting posters cuz I think that uh, you see it on a wall and you're like, "Oh, this is like I was there and it's a constant reminder kind of thing. It's got the date stamp. Yeah. The venue, like, all that. I've been collecting posters since I was in high school. And um, for me, that's that's my product that I love. But there's so many people that have, you know, 20 band tees and then they make a blanket out of it, you know, like because eventually T-shirts tend to wear down over time. Um, so just finding um, things that you connect with and building that, I guess – like product in in your own home. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Incorporate it into your lifestyle. Yes. Is there an artist that you've loved watching um, their vision come to life and what they've been doing well in terms of selling their merch, connecting with their fans on social media in a way that feels personal beyond the let's get this sold. Yes. And earn money. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I have two clients that are really heavy into their design and their creation. Um, Mescaline Bloodline. Um, Gary is one of their, obviously, lead singers. And he has such a strong vision. He will send me, like, 20 ideas and very specific. And it's cool because we'll 
we'll take that vision and we'll create it. And then we'll obviously work some of them into the line as need be. And then Aaron Watson's another one that I've had a really great relationship with over the last couple of months that um, he knows his fan base. He's been doing it for 20 years. He's toured the country and he knows what people want. And so to see those um, ideas of theirs and then us be able to create it for them and then see the fan purchase it um, is really, really cool. They've both done, I mean, I have, amazing client lists that do that across the board, but those two specifically are very detailed about what they want to see. And it's nice too, because they know their fan base. Um, and it also makes it, um, a little bit, I don't want to say easier cause that's not what it's about. It's it, they know what they want and when it works, it works. And sometimes it doesn't, but it's cool when you can kind of create that product around something that they are passionate about. And then they're proud of promoting it and giving it this opportunity to promote it, but also giving them the opportunity to connect with the fan because then they're proud of that product too. So. Right. And I always love it when there's an artist or songwriter or whoever goes online and says, which do you like better? Yes. Because that gives, yeah the fan the opportunity to choose before it's even made and being a part of the whole process. Yes. And they both are, uh, I know Gary and Charlie definitely do that too. And I think it's nice because you are giving them that experience and then they feel connected to it from the very beginning. And then when they walk up to the stand, they're like, yes, I want that. I voted for it. I'm so excited. And they can tell, you know, whoever's at the merch booth too, like, Hey, I voted for that. I'm so excited. Like, thank y'all for producing this. So it's another way that social media has been very, very helpful in a lot of ways too, because it's also giving them the data to know whether they should spend their money and invest in something from the very beginning. So, so obviously Muscadine Bloodline has a clear vision yes. of what they want for their merch, but what if um, an artist is still trying to figure out their brand, but they know that merch is important. Yes to their livelihood, financial, well-being, whatever that may be, um, and is still working through that process of communicating to you what they want. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts or advice for that person or sure. when they are ready to start selling merch? Right. So the biggest thing I can say is merch is an investment. Um, if you are not touring merchandise can only be as beneficial as if you have the people there to purchase it. Um, you may not, you may be off a tour season and you have your web store, but if you are not telling that fan to go out and purchase it, they're not going to buy it. Right. It's just like if you are online shopping, if you don't see it, you're not going to know to buy it. So from the beginning, I would say have a budget um, plan on spending, you know, whatever you can, but know that it's an investment and you obviously are going to upsell, um, whatever you purchase, whether it's a sticker or you're buying hoodies or a shirt or whatever that product is. Um, and partnering with someone, uh, whatever merch company it is, um, partnering with someone that educates you on the cost from the very beginning. Say, go in and say, hey, I have $250. What can I get with this? And they're probably going to say maybe an order of koozies or a run of stickers or maybe some 11 by 17 posters. If that's all you've got, that's fine. Start somewhere and create um, something with your account manager, sales rep, or whoever it is, and tell them, um, hey, I don't have a lot of experience yet in designing and producing these things. What can you, what do you see? What are you and your expertise? Because at the end of the day, 
um, we're professionals and you're using us just as much as you are a booking agent who is a professional in their talent or publishing or management or whatever it is. But you don't need all those things to have merchandise. You can be fresh off the boat, but know what your return on investment is going to be and whether you have the audience to be able to purchase those items. So from a design standpoint, um, finding things that connect with you. Find, like if you need help with inspiration, go to the mall, like get online and go to your favorite stores and that you like purchasing from that you feel like you connect with that are a representation of your brand and give that, um, find things offline, save pictures, get on Pinterest, whatever it is, um, and say, Hey, like, here's some of my ideas. How can you help me create this song or my logo into something that translates into this style that I appreciate and that I feel represents me well. We'd like to take a moment in our show to thank our friends at Morris Light & Sound for supporting Yep Rewind, a quarterly show held at the Basement East featuring a new lineup of the industry's best talent with throwback and pop culture themes like Yep Stock, Punk Rock, One Hit Wonders, 90s Country, and more. Morris Light & Sound has continued to provide top-notch live production for our Yep Rewind shows, and we love having them a part of this classic young entertainment professionals event. Over the past 25 years, Morris Light & Sound has grown into one of the premier audio and lighting providers in Nashville, partnering with clients such as Florida Georgia Line, the Country Music Association, and the Nashville Predators. Amplify and illuminate your vision with Morris Light & Sound, and be sure to visit experiencemorris.com to learn more. Do you have any thoughts on um, ways to make like a photography session go better with merch? So like tips to to for like photo tees, you mean? Yeah. So like finding the right people. Um, Honestly, for us, we normally get the photos after they're already done. So if you are that ahead of the game, I guess, and you're thinking like, hey, we need to know, we need to be able to have this on a product eventually. Um, I guess it's more. I would say for us, we can normally turn any photo for the most part, as long as it's high resolution, um, into a photo tee. But making sure that that style is, um, you know, signif significantly following the rest of your brand and what you're putting out, whether it's on social medias or whatever, because what they're seeing in your social media post or your website or whatever, they're going to want to connect with that as well. But for the most part, for photo tees, um, I like to say, you know, if don't put your photo on something like a t-shirt, for example, because one photo tees are a little bit more expensive. Um, but also if you, would you go to a show and buy someone's face if you've only listened to them one time or, you know, you're not a huge fan. So it right. takes a very loyal fan base to purchase a photo tee. And if you only have a thousand dollars to spend, that's probably not the best piece to start on. Find a logo, find a cool design that represents you and then work up to a photo tee. So going back to, to what your original question was, I would say, um, having a, you know, a creative vision of what you want. And if you want that on a product, great. Um, and we can help do that. And I'm, you know, I was just thinking about this too. If you make it simple from the get go, yeah. it's going to be sellable throughout your brand change. If it does yes. change at any point. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So I want to talk a little bit more about, uh, future shirts. Sure. You have an in-house tour team. We do. Y'all do a lot. We do, we do a, a lot, lot beyond <laughs> making merch. Yeah. So what does that entail? What have you learned working on that event side and working with venues 
for merch requests? For us, we have a couple different divisions, but our tour division is so beneficial because our team is built up of a um, person like like we have four four or five people on our tour team, um, not including our actual road managers, but their history and knowledge has, they've been doing this for like 25 plus years. So they have seen every venue. They've, they've worked with all these contacts. They know how long it takes to get places and, you know, like when you're drop shipping into a venue. So for them, um, it is very important that, uh, we have that service because at a certain level, once you're doing, you know, X amount of dollars a night is kind of where we start our threshold, but it gives you, um, this ease and knowing that you don't have to worry about your merchandise anymore. So for me, from an event standpoint, I've, it's been enjoyable to learn that side of it because it's such a huge part of a tour, like an artist's career and their growth. I've always connected with events. So it's kind of just full circle in that aspect. Um, and being able to grow with them and see on site, um, you know, certain venues are, you know, super helpful. And then some, you are doing everything on your own, but creating those relationships from the beginning is probably where our tour team is so beneficial because they've been working with a lot of these places for years and years. And they can just call up and say, Hey, we've got four pallets coming. Um, and they're like, okay. And they help our merch manager and get everything put out on the road. And, um, it's, it's, it's a good partnership to have. Logistically speaking, and I feel like this is a question people probably think from time to time, um, more so if they are the artists themselves, but every venue is different. Every setup is different. But sure. where is ideally the best place to set up your merch table? Honestly, in most cases, they already have a designated spot within the venues just due to the layouts. Mm -hmm. um, in some cases, you're in a dark corner. Um, and in some cases, you're right out front. It kind of just depends. That's normally left up to the venue to decide. In some cases, you can kind of move around and stuff like that. But making sure that you have lighting because you don't know if you're going to be in a dark corner in one city and then the next place you've got great lighting. And um, making sure that you're advancing with those venues and saying, hey, like, where am I going to be set up? Where, like, what does my situation look like? Because I need to be prepared whether I'm going to need to spend an extra hour setting up um, lighting or in certain areas or something like that to make sure that that merch wall looks um, bright, lit up, and people know where to find it. Again, if being on top of that, whether you're the artist um, and it's you selling it or not, it's really important to ask those questions so that you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Um, and in terms of environment too, Future Shirts office is really cool. I've been in it a couple yeah, times. Um, yep, has held mixers there, events there, and it's very bright. And you have all of your merch on display for the most part. We do. We have an entire um, what we call our client side, but it's essentially a showroom. And it is gives you the ability to walk in and touch and feel the products, um, whether we have two huge cases full of accessories and sunglasses and drumsticks and all the different things that you might want to touch and feel. And for us, it is given um, an experience for the client to be able to walk in and actually see the different ideas and for them to get creative and for them to get inspiration from things that we've created. Because it's a lot different than you just see a keychain on a digital picture online, right? So if it's, it, you know, if it's just a mock-up, you can't really touch and feel and see whether the weight is nice enough in a keychain or if it's going to break or, you know, stuff like that. So it gives you the ability to walk in 
and really get that experience and it gets people excited. Yeah. Um, which is, which has been really fun because people walk in, they're like, wow, this is like an experience for me. And they get to really connect with it from the beginning. Um, at what point, like how long does it take depending on the apparel, um, for the artist to be able to come in and actually see a sample of what you've created? So for us, we actually let, um, and have this partnership with our printers around the country that they actually take a real life photo um, while it's on the press. And it is our job to get that to our clients so that they can see that the digital mock-up on the, com- like on the computer, which is, you know, just with the graphic, for yeah. example, they actually get to see the color of the t-shirt. If they like the print colors, if they want it to be moved up, if they want it to change to the back, like we have that ability and partnerships with our printers to be able to do that. And so in most cases, we don't sample ahead of time unless it's for specific reasons. And normally that's just kind of based on the client and as a, you know, case to case basis. But we have, a, we have the ability to create in a very actual, um, specific way that gives you a pretty much what you see on the computer screen yeah. is what you're going to get because of that middle step that we take. And I know a lot of people don't do that. And for us, it, it gives us that ability to say, Hey, like you approve this, like this is what you saw. And so it also gives them the sense of responsibility to say, Hey, if I want this changed, you can do it before you just get a full order of things. And then like, Oh, well that doesn't look like what I saw on the computer screen. So it's, it's a good like checks and balances across the board. So Future Shirts is involved with the community heavily. Um, you work with St. Jude. You've done events for Yep. Um, so what's so important to you all about spreading the word about how merch is such a huge part um, of the creator's income and um, just the importance of a brand being heavily involved in their in their surrounding community? Yeah. Um, for, for me, when I first started at Future Shirts, um, I saw – and was visiting with friends that I had made in, in town. And I I kind of noticed that a lot of people were not aware of merchandise, like a lot of my friends in publishing. And some, I mean, obviously in management, they understand it because they're touching it. But booking, man, um, booking, publishing, and, um, you know, PROs or all this kind of stuff, they weren't familiar because I don't actually see that side of it. But for me, it was an opportunity to say, hey, I want to I want to teach this. I want to help make merch matter, if you will. And so being able to get in front of them right as they're starting their career, whether they decide to be an artist or not, they might have the opportunity to be writing with someone or they're going to buy merch at their, you know, friend shows and stuff like that. So being able to say, Hey, from the very beginning, we want to, we want you to know who we are and we want you to know that we want to grow with you and build with you. So that was one example. And then working with Yep too, bringing industry professionals into our building, because again, merchandise is kind of one of those things. It's like, Oh, I'm going on tour next week. I need t-shirts. So educating people from the very beginning, no matter what capacity that they're in and helping someone in their career and saying, Hey, I know where we can go and I know where we can get it done fast, but let's also forecast it out. Oh, you're going on tour. Let's at least have someone to rely on that. We know that we can build a relationship with over time. Is there a specific time of year, um, that you encourage people to do their merch orders like does it really matter is it kind of Libby it's funny because you could tell people six months in advance and they're going to come to you six days before (laughs) it's kind of one of those things we're used to we're very used to fast turnaround for the most part I think it's it just is one of those things where um you there's a lot to going into a tour there's a lot going into building your brand 
being on top of it, planning, you know, if you can plan three months out and say, hey, I'm going out in three months, I need to start talking to someone and getting it, getting it going. Um, that's, that's, I would say three months is probably the best. Um, but again, like I said, we've, I've gotten stuff on a Monday and yeah. flipped it in, the, in a week. So <laughs> it happens. And it just, it really is, it's giving you the opportunity to have more creative input than as opposed to being rushed. Right. And then maybe you're not as happy with something, but knowing what, being realistic about what you're, what you're getting and being understanding about it too. hundred percent. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about, um, just your experience in the industry. Um, what do you love about what you do on a daily basis? Oh goodness. Um, you know, for me, it's client relations. I truly love the fact that I have the opportunity to work with so many different people in so many different capacities, whether it's building a private label brand or working with the artists themselves, growing with their career and seeing someone with their first order of 72 t-shirts like Luke, for example, and now we've got a whole tour and it's, it's one of those things where it is a experience in itself. Um, I also think that being able to bring a song to life and see this opportunity that they have this, some, this song or lyric that is representation of them and being able to turn that into a tangible product is really, really cool. And then getting to see people represent that when they purchase it. Um, finding new ways to be creative. I like love collaborating with our team and just being able to have the opportunity to learn. I feel like no two days are the same and I'm as most of the music business is, but it's, it's really fun seeing people buy it and wear it. It's, it's pretty special. Yes, I love that. Anything else that uh, someone listening to this should know and what you all bring to the table? Sure. Um, we, it's, it's been a crazy couple of years. So I came on board about four years ago and since I've been there, we have um, acquired um, a Music City Merchandise, which is um, our touring division now. Mm -hmm. And then we also have now um, brought in our e-commerce and then grown our marketing department. And we have been able to offer, um, whether it's brand building for their web store or website, and then um, kind of connecting with, you know, people from whether they want to use us for supply and production or if they want to use us for touring or if they just want to use us for e-com or marketing, we have that ability now to be a one-stop shop. And I think it's really cool to be able to see all these different elements that we can bring, um, being able to do on-site for festivals. Um, we work with Country Nation, Live Nation. And so seeing those festivals grow and how we've been able to help on-site for them, just being able to offer these different services that, I'll, you know, other people obviously can do too, but I think we do it with a lot of kindness and grace and um, do a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Like we have a good team in, in, in house. So it's, it's no two days are the same and most days are pretty awesome. So <laughs> yeah, I would assume so. And so people can follow you on socials. I'm on your Instagram page right now. Oh Lord. Um, future shirts. They can see yes. everything that you're up to, um, the designs yes. that you've made for your clients and where they can check everything out. Is there anywhere else that they should go um, besides socials to follow you? Um, our website is um, has been redone the last two years and it's it's a really beautiful way of showcasing who we are. Um, it's simple, it's, it's 
informative, but it also gives you a great representation of our skills. And so I would say, um, you know, we're also growing. So we have a career page up there. So if anyone's ever looking for that, we're offering internships now as well. So being able to, you know, connect with people in town and across the country, across the world. Visit yepnashville.com for ways to sign up for our newsletter and keep up with future events. We are also on social media as Yep Nashville, and you can join the Yep Nashville community group on Facebook to connect with other young industry creatives in Music City. Lastly, give a friendly follow to our Yep Los Angeles friends on Instagram to connect with us on the West Coast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Yep Podcast. I'm your host, Libby Ulrich. Until next time, discover, cultivate, accelerate.